Sometimes in life, you need a little luck to go your way. For the New York Giants, Daniel Jones must emulate Eli Manning this week and find a way to win. In the Lone Star State, it ain't Duck, it's Dalton. Can the Cowboys do it? The recovery of Alex Smith is the story of the NFL season. All Washington need to do is win. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are almost there. In Cleveland, the Browns are on the brink of the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Tonight, it's Goff versus Murray in LA. Who is going to go through, Indy or Tennessee? Can Miami and Tua find the magic of years gone by? It all starts here. Welcome to week 17. Welcome to the Irish NFL Show. Welcome to the Irish NFL Show Week 17. Lads, it is the final week of the regular NFL season. We are brought to you in partnership with Pundit Arena, Michael, Brian, Colm, Mark, down at the bottom. Lads, how's it going? Welcome in. Yeah, final final week of the season. Uh, I think that the promo uh, befitting what should be an intriguing suite of games today. I hope so. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with Colm. What a great intro. To get you going for week seven day and so many permutations still up in the air. So many teams with an opportunity to go to playoffs and some may get there, some will be going home and have to lick their wounds for a few months. Yeah, week 17, there are seven playoff spots up for grabs. It's the most in 30 years. And uh, like everything of the NFL, it's all about a meal. And we've had the Amnesty to start with, which has been the first 16 weeks. We're about to get to the Yours Devour, which is going to be the playoff. But in the middle, before you get to that, you have your entree. And today is all about entering the playoffs for seven the spots in particular. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's just such an intro there, Mark. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, he's right. 16 games. We're going to have to get through 16 games in just over an hour. Um, so, yeah, 16 games, so many different permutations, so many players either playing or not playing due to the fact it's week 17 or due to the fact of COVID. So apologies if we haven't got it all down to a T, but it should be grand in that sense. Let's kick off um, our first game. Uh, it's actually, ironically, the Super Bowl champions, uh, the Chiefs, one of the biggest Chargers column. We're going to do something different today. We're going to just look at the game and give me your pick as well, just while you're at it. So Chiefs, uh, 
hosting the Chargers today. Not on the play. <laughs> and, and Mahomes isn't playing either. No, Mahomes' regular season is done. He finishes with the best regular season record, the most passing yards, the third best passing uh, rater, second most touchdowns, only six interceptions thrown. He's just ridiculous because he didn't even have a particularly great year by Mahomes' standards. He was he was Patrick Mahomes, and we expect him to light it up every single week. Um, Patrick Mahomes missed a couple of games last year, and Matt Moore came in, who, who hadn't played in two and a half years, years and he looked Patrick Mahomes-esque in Andy Reid's system. Um, an interesting stat I saw is that since Andy Reid took over at the Chiefs in 2013, they have the second best regular season record, uh, second only to the Patriots. If the Chiefs win today and the Patriots lose, they will be tied. That tells you how good a job Andy Reid has done. I don't think it's until the last couple of years that he's got the credit that he truly deserves he has been an absolute phenomenal coach eight winning seasons in a row it's ridiculous to to be able to do that um they are going up against the, the new boy in town justin herbert uh holder of the rookie uh, touchdown record um and uh, I guess with the Chargers, Anthony Lynn coaching for his future. If you're the Chargers, do you really want Anthony Lynn at the controls next year if you have found your guy in Justin Herbert? I don't think you do. But your issue is that the Chiefs seem to be resting just about everybody. Um, I, I I do wonder whether they have um, enough to... Um, to to, to beat the Chiefs even with um, that many um, pe- people out, but we will. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. It's it's all about Herbert for for me and whether he can do it. I just think the Chargers they managed to beat the Broncos, sure, but I just can't see them doing it even against the second string Chiefs um, side. I I have the Chiefs to go fifteen and one for the regular season. Yeah, Colm, you touched on stats there and records and all the ones that Mahomes has put together this season. One interesting record uh, is there is is for Justin Herbert. Um, four to, over 4,000 yards passing for a rookie. Last rookie to do that, with the exception of that Week 17 game which he played, was Patrick Mahomes in his first proper season. So not a bad pair to compare your records against. But you're right, you touched on the head coaching situation. This game for me is, is all about Anthony Lane. It's not about the Chiefs. It's not about Andy Reid. It's about the fact that they can win four games in a row now, potentially. And then that does give the owners a somewhat difficult difficult decision to make because they've won four. Um, I'm sure Liam will put his best foot forward and say there's been several games this year where we've missed out and we've thrown away 17-point leads, three games in particular, and they've lost within three points in other games. So there is an argument for him to make to say that another season under my belt with more better players coming in and Justin Herbert in the second year, we could see a much more, a much more improved team. I think the Chargers will win. I think the drop-off in terms of how many players the Chiefs are resting up is too much for me. Um, and I think the Chargers will go out and win the game. If if the Chargers' ownership are having doubts, I want to replay for them the end of last year's Atlanta Falcons season and the start of this year's Atlanta Falcons season. If a coach isn't performing, has thrown away your season, a few wins towards the end of the season do not a season make, drop him. Um, Anthony Lynn, I think, is a great coach. I've been a big, big fan of his. But now is the time for him to move on, unfortunately, from the Chargers. And I do think the uh, the, the Chargers ownership, the Spanos family, will make that call after this game. 
That being said, I'm actually with Brian on this one. Pat Mahomes, for me, is the greatest player in the NFL at the moment. Yes, I said that. Yes, I said that, and Tom Brady is still playing in the NFL. But at this moment in time, Patrick Mahomes is the best player. He's the most valuable player. He is the most dynamic player. However, he's not probably going to win the MVP because I actually think the voters are going to favor Aaron Rodgers over that. And that, to me, is a kind of Carl Malone over Michael Jordan type of injustice. But... That's a debate for another day. The fact that he's not playing, the fact that the Chiefs have one goal today, get out without getting injured. Do not allow um, uh, an injury like, you know, the Houston Texans like delivering on the Patriots year after year in week 17, it seemed like. Um, you're the number one seed. Get out, be healthy, and the Chargers will not have that desire. The Chargers will have the desire to win the game. The Chargers will have enough to win it. 14-2 and two, the Chiefs end. Chargers have a you know, artistic flair at the end of the season, which is meaningless, really. I think you got a spot on there, meaningless being the, the, the main word there. Look at the Broncos, lads, last year. One, was it the last five, Colin? Four, 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 went, four and, went four and one in the last five. And how, how did they get on this year? We're yeah. sitting at you know five I mean? and ten. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say if Anthony Lynn's gone, the, the decision's probably already been made. But I think the Chargers will win this game. The last time Chad, Chad Henney started the game, he was sacked 10 times, albeit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So um, the Chiefs were quite, they were nowhere near where they needed to be last week and still got a victory, to, to, to be fair to them. Um, I just don't see how a second, a second string Chiefs team can get the winning as a Chargers team that wants to win and make it look better than what it is. I mean, it's been a disappointing season for the Chargers, been a disappointing season for a lot of teams in the AFC West overall, apart from the Chiefs. But um, yeah, I'm picking the Chargers to win by seven to ten points. Let's stay on the AFC West, um, main game of the day. Um, the Raiders at the Broncos. Uh, Colin, the Broncos on the verge of another losing season. Was it the fourth, fourth year in a row? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, confirmed. Um, four four losing seasons in a row. I mean, this is two teams who wish the the seasons were o were over. Um, the interesting thing: the Raiders tweeted in August about how excited they were. They were running it all back, and uh, it was going to be better this time around. Um, weirdly, the the play some of the players have been much better this time around. Uh, Darren Waller has had an unbelievable year. Um, Derek Carr has a passer rating, a rating of over 100, um, and he's drawn 25 touchdowns to seven interceptions. He's looked very good. But the Raiders are the Raiders under John Gruden, and they have found ways to um, lose or almost lose games. This is really, I think, two teams who wish that the season were over. Um, and I say that as a Broncos fan, but it hasn't worked. Nothing has worked. Drew Locke had a, a, a passer rating of 50 last week. The, he's 72.5 for the season. The average QB is at 96. Um, but the Broncos have said that Vic Fangio is back next year. Drew Locke is the guy next year. Woody Page confirmed. Um, and Woody is very close with John Elway and usually gets things spot on. He's <coughs> Drew back next year. Um, so what have the Broncos got to play for? Everything is safe. The, the Chief, Gruden has to win this. Um, the, that 10-year deal is looking more and more like an albatross around the Raiders' neck. They have got to get a win. Um, and I think that they they will just about do it today, given the injuries that the Broncos have on the defensive side of the ball. Shelby Harris going on IR and KJ Hamler also going in IR. So um Less weapons again for Drew Locke. Just can't see how the Broncos get a win today. 
Yeah, Derek Carr, it's funny, uh, Colin Miller's general manager cap on yesterday trying to trade him off to the Patriots, but Mark Mark refused the deal. <laughs> Five is the magic number here for me. Five years since the Broncos have been in the playoffs, which to me kind of shows that there's a lot of work needed. Which well, it went well around, didn't it, Brian? It did, it did, yeah. But to the point, the point I was going to make was just goes to show the amount of work that's needed behind those doors, which you know well. Um, Five and zero for the Broncos in Week Seventeen against the Raiders, but um, yeah, I agree with Colin. I don't see that being the case today. I think the Raiders will win. They've lost five of the last six games, and that win was against the Jets. So, you know, they could have lost all six games. And Gruden really needs a win just to have some kind of positivity going into the off season. So for me, yeah, I think the Broncos. Sorry, I think the Raiders will win. Uh, Darren Waller is going to go down the annals of one of the greatest tight end seasons that gets lost in meaninglessness i think he's going to get overdrafted in fancy next year and he got probably destroyed many people's fancy seasons this year um there were bright spots for the raiders this season but as you've all alluded to like the last few games they've let it all drift away and you know kind of in many ways guys this game reminds me of um the sad passing of marie frederickson uh last year who was the lead singer of uh, a lead singer of roxette um, and you might know them from some great late 80s, early 90s hits, but they had a greatest hits album. And the greatest hits album was called very simply, Don't Bore Us, Get to the Chorus. And this game has all the makings of that. It's not relevant. There are much more important Week 17 games, Raiders to win, but I don't really care. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, in the last 24 hours, a uh, Hall of Famer actually, Floyd Little's passed away, probably one of the greatest ever Broncos players. Um, I think the Broncos are going to win this game. I just, I just have a feeling that they will. They've got there's so many reasons why they won't. And Collins just mentioned it. There's Shelby Harris and KJ Hamler both out. Philip Lindsay's done for the year. Graham Glasgow, while he's questionable, will probably go out today. I, I don't think he'll be active for the game. Um, but again, it just really stems from last year and what the Broncos done towards the end. He's got it right. This is quite frankly a nothing game, and you know, I understand that. But as a Broncos fan, you have to want them to beat the Raiders. I can't, I can't stand the Raiders more than any other team in the NFL. So sorry for any Raiders fans. I mean, you're you're all welcome here. It's just as a Broncos fan, <laughs> I I hate them with a passion. So um, I think I think you know Drew Locke will get the job done just about. And when I say when I say Drew Locke will get the job done, Brandon McManus will score enough field goals and the defense will do its job. Um, ten seven for the Broncos. It's really bad though, boys. On week seventeen, that we're now almost through all of our teams. Um, the next game, the Jets and the Patriots. It's hilarious, actually, Mark. How. We're in this situation, but Colin, the Patriots going into Week 17 with nothing to play for. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a newish experience uh, for the the Pats, obviously, and uh, two teams again who wish this season uh, was over. Um, two teams that are going to be doing a lot of rebuilding in the um, off season, and we'll probably talk to um, talk about that more on uh, some of that on tomorrow's show. Um, but the Pats have got to find a quarterback somewhere. Um, I, Belichick, he clearly decided that he was going to show he could win with no quarterback. Um, you know, maybe taking lessons from John Elway in terms of, I don't need a quarterback, I can just build around it. Um, didn't work at, at all. Um, but the, the weird, the really weird thing as well is the Jets are coming into this game like hotter than the Patriots. That is 
quite something. Um, and I think they're probably favourites for it. Um, all the pressure is off. They they know now very likely there's a change at, at, at head coach. Um, new regime, um, getting rid we, we saw the liberating effect that get, getting rid of Greg Williams had. Um, add in the fact the Patriots um, were last swept by uh, a divisional rival back in 2000, Bill Belichick's first season. And the Bills completed that feat, as we know. In that season in 2000, they were swept by two divisional rifles. Um, so I, I just think that the, the Jets, while they won't be able to sweep them, I think that they do round it out with a win here. And Bill Belichick spends the offseason plotting and planning deep in his lair. And we see a very different Patriots team next year. But I think they would rather be anywhere else than playing right now. We were discussing records earlier on Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert, but the Patriots are picking up all the records for all the wrong reasons. 2012 is the last time the team didn't throw for more than 10 touchdowns and the Patriots potentially could end up with that record as well. The Jets are in a good position. You know, okay, they didn't get number one seed. You know, maybe number two would be even a better option having watched uh, Justin Fields' performance against Clemson. You don't know, maybe he is going to be the quarterback for him. And, you know, whether they win or lose, that too is locked in. Sam Darnold, 71 points to three in his two games against the Patriots in his career. I see that changing. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Jets. I never thought I would. I know Michael has been picking the Jets for this game for five or six weeks, thinking this would be the one that ruins the fourth, the fourth seed. Well, it's funny because now we're all jumping on the Jets train. Jets to win for me. Um, last night, guys, I found myself on YouTube – looking at videos of Brady and Gronk connections, great plays by Brady and Gronk. I remember watching them all live and yeah, um, it's heartbreaking. It's kind of like, you know, seeing the ex-wife. Actually, you know, Ryan Reynolds, the actor was previously married to Scarlett Johansson, right? There must be times when Ryan Reynolds looks at the screen or looks at uh, an interview and says, oh my God, there's that girl I was married to who's smart, articulate, intelligent, a fantastic actress amazingly good looking and then he probably looks to his right and sees but i'm married to blake lively now so it's kind of okay as a patriots fan i look at scarlett johansson as like my quarterback and i see scarlett johansson going off down to tampa bay and having a great time and i look to my right and i don't know all i've got is scarlet fever let alone anything decent um you know we talked about drew lock there and drew locks passer rating as you mentioned column kind of averages out at Dwayne haskins passer rating which is not good company but I would probably take either of them over some of what I've seen from Cam Newton this season, um, to be really blunt. Um, it has been an appalling season for Pats fans. I know no one else cares except for Pats fans. I think they'll win this game because Belichick still hates the Jets. And this is absolutely a meaningless game other than if you want to laugh at Patriots and Patriots fans, I guess. Well, I will happily laugh at Patriots and Patriots fans, but um, I don't really have much to laugh out of them as a Broncos fan. Look, that Monday night game in New England seems like a long time ago, but my God, I don't need any other reason to pick the Jets, do I? I mean, the Jets have not had to lose. They don't want to show the Patriots how much rock bottom is. And we can sit here and we can joke and we can say the Patriots um, have had a bad year, but I think if they lose today, it, it is rock bottom. And questions have to be asked at all levels of the organization, Mark, at all levels. Um, Michael, one point, though. 
if yeah. if rock bottom is still winning six games in the season that's not too bad still rock bottom loses the nfc east with six wins <laughs> well look 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 let me say this i've been an nfl fan for 12 years the Patriots have been in the super bowl i don't know five times four times out of those 12 years um this uh, is rock you, you lose count, michael you lose count i think it's probably six well like that's the point the reality is next weekend when the wild cards are on i'll be sitting on the sofa so we'll build Belichick, and that's all that matters. And thankfully, the Jets will win this game. The Jets were always going to win this game, but I think the Jets will win by like a field goal, uh, and it'll be quite funny. It'll be like one of those <laughs> like early window things in Week 17 that nobody cares about, but it's still funny and it's still worthy of news for the next nine months. In um... just just to confirm, Bill's going to be on your sofa. <laughs> well, he's more than welcome to if he can get over here. I'd say he wouldn't be much crack though, all the same. Uh, talking about much crack, uh, there's not much crack in this game because the Saints have pretty much wrapped up the division. Falcons, Bucks, Column, try and entice me in this game, please. Um, the the Bucks are a brilliant offensive team. Uh, that's that's what the the enticement and the fact that they they beat up on bad teams. The fact that they gave the Falcons. Uh, a head start a few weeks ago and then just reeled them back in. I mean, it was Brady just, it's like a cat and a mouse, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and he does with Matt Ryan whatever he wants. And the the talk is that this might be Matt Ryan's farewell in um, Atlanta, that they might look elsewhere. That's That's been some, some of the talk, certainly. Um, new, new head coach could mean new um, quarterback. Um, unfortunately for him, um it it you know it's not just it's not gonna be a happy ending i don't see the box still have something to play for in terms of the the seeding and they will have too much for for this falcons team this falcons team is cursed i i feel you know they they played really well against the box couldn't win they played really well against the pats they had the opportunity or the pats against the the chiefs uh the new pats and uh then they their usually reliable kicker ends up shanking it like a, a gimme to take it to overtime um unfortunately uh having to go to tampa bad news i i see the the bucks w- winning this one and again the falcons another franchise with all sorts to figure out in the off season yeah that matt ryan speculative story has been going around for weeks on end which is why i was trying to pawn him off to the broncos last week Michael told me to get stuffed on that saying this game actually is important to the books and um, it's a case of win this game and play against the winners of the nfc east or lose this game and potentially play against seattle in <laughs> in in century field so yeah there's a big there's a big difference in terms of who you play next week so yeah the books have to win tom brady's never sat out a week 17 game interesting enough he's played and he's dropped out of games but he's never sat out a game and he won't tonight because they have to win and that books defense stacked was uh, devon white is out injured Three players of April sacks this season. I see Matt Ryan having a very difficult day. I think the Bucks will win, and I wouldn't say blowout, but comfortable enough. Um, Mike Evans, I think with fifty-five yards or something like that, is on course to become the first receiver ever to get a thousand yards in each of his first seven seasons, um, breaking the tie he has with Randy Moss, uh, and I think Chris Carter is the other one. But there's two. Um, Brady was criticised for his deep ball throwing earlier in the season. Since week 12, he's 14 for 22, 
493 yards and five TDs on his deep passing, the best in the NFL in all three categories during that time span. So maybe he's worked out some of those kinks. Bucks, absolutely, as Brian says, have to win, have to lock up that fifth um, seed, that first wildcard spot so that they draw the NFC East rather than the NFC West. Um, yeah, for me, can't see past the Bucks on this one. Can I just say something positive about Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady takes Week 17 seriously. Plays in Week 17. I think it's pathetic that certain players aren't play, are playing today. You know, they have nine months off. Some of them, some of them okay, have seven months off. And I don't want to hear, there's no point, Mike. They should be playing every game. And I actually have been a real advocate for the 17th game for a long time. But now I'm starting to realize that some of the matchups are going to be absolute rubbish. And they're going to come at times maybe that you don't need to. I, I look, anyway, you should be playing Week 17. Brady's playing today. That's all I need. That's, I mean, the Bucks will win this game by seven or 14 points. Uh, and they'll play the winners of the NFC East, which I'm going to not say who it is until the very end of the show because I can't wait to tell you my pick for that. Um, Jaguars, Colts. Now, Colm, I'm right in thinking all the Colts need is a win to get through to the playoffs. Uh, that's all they need. I mean, they're, they're obviously going to get it, aren't they? Well, they they do they have to win, but they're still reliant on others. Um, and the, oh. the the crazy thing about this is, you cast your mind back all the way to September, week one. The Jags beat the Colts. Um, that is the the crazy thing. And the Jaguars looked like they had a defense. And I don't know, like, I mean, what. That is one of the great mysteries because they genuinely looked at it. They have a defense, and that was it. Um, every other week, they have been horrific. Um, they had an ace up their sleeve in, in terms of the race for, for Trevor Lawrence that probably none of us really realized at the beginning of the season, and that was Mike Lennon. Because Mike Lennon has been on three teams now that have uh, got the, the number one pick. So if you want the number one pick in the draft, bring Mike Lennon in as a backup QB and you're almost guaranteed it. The Bucks, the Cards, and now the Jags. The, the Jags will have Trevor Lawrence next year. The Jags will have a new head coach next year. The issue is they need a brand new defense because they are terrible against the pass. They're terrible against the run. Um, it's a question of how much the, the Colts win by today, um, but they're still going to be reliant on others if they want to make the playoffs. Brian, I don't mean to butt in, but I want to ask you a question. Does Mike Lennon look like anybody to you? I don't want to get in trouble with anybody on this show. <laughs> doesn't look like anybody from TV running, though. I mean, we'll, we'll have to move on at that point. But yeah. Anyone who's got a haircut recently who's not me, <laughs> I was going to say Neil Reynolds, but okay, fair enough. Okay, and it's not Caddy Sorbo, anyway, that's for sure in the corner. <laughs> yep, Callie, thanks for the love, man. Appreciate it, man. Also, Callie, it's like 2.30 in the morning in Denver. Yeah, I'm very impressed. I'm, I am very impressed. Long, like, so he, he basically looks like a guy from TV over here. That's the joke. Which nobody's got, man. I feel like an idiot, but sorry, <laughs> Brian. Go ahead. <clears throat> Just on the uh, coaching situation for the uh, Jags, it looks like Urban Meyer is going to go to the Jags, which is a bit of a surprise. But uh, they're obviously looking at it from the point of view of developing Trevor Lawrence going forward. So interesting enough to see who gets the GM job on top of that. But uh, yeah, Colin alluded to it. You know, you, Colts fans will reflect on last week's game against the Steelers and how they had a three uh, three touchdown lead, three touchdown lead going into the second half, and they threw it away. But for me, the biggest disaster was losing that game in Week One. 
against the Jags when the season's all said and done. They look back in that game as the one that probably will potentially cost them a playoff if they had won that game. They'd only need to win today to win the win the division. And uh, the Colts, funny enough, I'm surprised to see a stat of they've only been in the playoffs once in the last six years, which was last year when they lost to Kansas City. Look, they're going to win this game. But again, they'll start. They'll have to start looking elsewhere to see who's going to give them a dig out to get them into the playoffs, which I think is potentially a possibility. Yeah, it's very possible they could miss out. They need help, as Michael's flashed up, and um, and Calais' comment is damn right. I mean, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show. Um, there have been two instances, the 85 Denver Broncos, who lost out to the New England Patriots, the 2008 New England Patriots, who lost out to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, of 11-5 and five teams who didn't make the – 11-win teams who didn't make the playoffs. Um, I actually think we're going to see that this season again, um, and it's bizarre with the – extra seventh seed availability that we're going to see it but um unfortunately the indianapolis colts are in prime position to be disappointed in that fashion um when you look at the other things they need to fall in their favor do i think the jags are going to present any difficulty for them no i i don't colin's right they did win in week one they've been on a wonderful 14 game losing streak since then um certainly in the race for trevor they 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 had the secret mike glennon weapon but now um, it's the business end of the season. Uh, the Colts will have far too much, uh, and they will uh, win. The most bizarre thing for me is they could go from being and missing the playoffs altogether to actually jumping straight up into the third or fourth seed um, in, in terms of how other results go. Probably the fourth, in fairness. But that is the sways uh, on the swings and roundabouts they can get from seventh to fourth and potentially have a home playoff game all dependent on the Titans, as you now see on the screen as well. So, you know, this is the thing I love about Week 17. It's the during the game, the dynamics that are constantly in flux, the, the way in which the, the motion of each game, the dynamic of each game is affecting not just that particular game, which we see every week. We see the big swings in quarter to quarter, you know, leads being in the way on, but actually the whole future dynamic of other teams, other coaches, other quarterbacks in the NFL can't beat it week 17 and that's why these last few slots are so important look another year uh, another year for jacksonville just to be a complete waste of an of an nfl franchise jacksonville doesn't want them the state of jack or the city of jacksonville london doesn't want them the majority of uk fans and irish fans hence the show don't want the jacksonville jaguars would any of you lads support the jaguars if they went to london be honest no, uh, no, you're not going to give up on your own team. They, yeah. they may, they may though have, they may like, they may have a new, you know, a new friend. It'll be very interesting to see if they can sell tickets with Trevor Lawrence in Florida next well, year. That's the next point. You can't polish a turd. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I am getting the hell out of that draft. I don't want to go anywhere near that. And all this talk, oh, it doesn't matter what the team is. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. It doesn't matter if Urban becomes the head coach in Jacksonville. That's the whole short-term thing. Cam wants out of Jacksonville. They've got about three or four years left on the lease for their stadium. They can then buy it out from the city. This is all just a waste of time. And we'll be in this situation again in 24 months. Michael, I'm going to argue with you on one point. You say you can't polish it up. There have been a number of unfashionable franchises over the years that have been turned around by transcendent quarterbacks. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, of course, when they were the Baltimore Colts, they had uh, Johnny Yu. 
But when they moved to Indianapolis, they were meaningless, nothing team for many, many years. They were bottom dwellers in the AFC East. Peyton Manning comes in along with Tony Dungy, along with Jim Polian, uh, along with some, you know, decent front office in, uh, and coaching knowledge. But they have made a juggernaut in relation to it. So there are circumstances. You say what's happening with the Titans at the moment, and they're slowly becoming um, more of a sensible, logical uh, football team in a not as popular or exciting market. So, hey, you have hope for Jacksonville. I believe <clears throat> them. I actually just look at it like, look, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think Trevor Lawrence going there is just a waste of his career. The same way in which I think any player that's half decent that goes to Man City is ruining their legacy because in 20 years' time they won't be a function of football team. Ron made a comment there, Colin, if the Broncos lose, I think, Ron, to be honest, I think the Chiefs will beat the Chargers. Sorry, the Chargers will beat the Chiefs and we're going to finish fourth anyway. But yeah, this is just our luck. Jacksonville Broncos are probably going to be a London game if the vaccines rolled out, which is just our luck, Colin, Trevor Lawrence. Um, well, Michael, one, one thing I'll say is, you, as we said at the top, right, um, for, uh, Floyd Little, uh, rest in peace, but Floyd Little changed the Denver Broncos. He was the, the man known as the franchise, and he, without Floyd Little, Pat Bowlin was asked a question, who was the most important player in Denver Broncos history, and he said Floyd Little, because without Floyd Little, there wouldn't have been a, a John Elway, there wouldn't have been a Shannon Sharp, there wouldn't have been a Terrell Davis. So... Hmm. Can Trevor Lawrence, I mean, in terms of college players, the guy has been talked about from day one, right, as, as a transcendent superstar. There's an awful lot of expectation on him, I get that. But can he, if he performs next year, all eyes will be on um will be on Jacksonville. You you see the way what Mahomes has done. Like, yes, Andy Reid was building it there, obviously. But the, the if you have a superstar QB, the attention your franchise gets changes everything. Hell, the Chargers might even sell some tickets next year if fans are allowed back into the, the stands with Justin Herbert and so might be Chargers fans, might just be general football fans who want to see a good QB. But if you have a QB who can throw the football, you get guys in the stands. Time will tell. Um, Colts will win this game. And that's pretty much that. I should have put that Colts game beside the Titans game. I'm really sorry, but I wasn't thinking when I put that matchup up. Can you keep uh, a suspense for later, sir? Well, do, do, do you want to look at the Titans game now? That, no? No, keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, Vikings, Lions. Let's just go through this like a fine-tooth comb. Uh, Colin, what, what's your opinion on this Vikings-Lions game today? The Vikings will wish that they had um, utilized the gifts of Justin Jefferson early or in, in the year. They started so slowly and that's cost them. Justin Jefferson is on nearly 1,300 yards. Adam Thielen needs 130 for a 1,000 yard um, season. Uh, Cousins has had a, a good year. He's thrown for 32 touchdowns. Um, 13 interceptions, not ideal, but 32 touchdowns is um, serious business. Um, offensively, the Vikings have been great. Great. Defense is where their problems are. Um, offensively, our, um, the Lions haven't been good on either side of the, the ball, um, but particularly bad defensively. I mean, there are, it would be quite the competition this year for the worst <clears throat> defensive unit in the league. Um, and, and the Texans would certainly uh, feature in the, the conversation. But the Lions, if the Lions give up 36 points today, they will have given up more points than they did in their uh, season where they went winless in 2008. 
eight. I think the Vikings will have just like I, I expect all sorts of numbers today. They want to go out on a high and they want to beat up on a, a relatively regional rival. So expect Jefferson to, um, you know, look to put. I, Herbert will win it because um, that's that, the way these things work in terms of, but expect Jefferson to to keep pounding on the door to have his name up there for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, anybody who watched that game on uh, Christmas Day between the Saints and the Vikings knows exactly where the Vikings' problems are, and it's not in the offense. You know, 12 games a season, they've scored over 24 points. The Giants can score over 20 points in six games in a row, so... You know, fair, fairness, as you said, it's not the Vikings' offense that's the issue. Thielen is actually going for records. You know, he scores touchdowns today, 15-plus touchdowns in one season, ties an NFL record. You know, you would expect those type of records would get you into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, the Lions are in a bad place. They need a GM, they need a head coach. It's all about the offseason for them. I think uh, the Vikings will finish well. And then the, then the problems really start because the defense coordinator will get fired, and he is Mike Zimmer's son. So um, no family Sunday dinners during the offseason. Vikings to win. Yeah, um, off-season intrigue abounds for Detroit. Obviously, having made the decision to cut bait with uh, Patricia and the GM earlier in the season, um, they're looking at change at that position. And just like in Atlanta, where we just talked speculating on Matt Ryan's future, what about Matt Stafford's future? Um, you know, always been an intriguing quarterback, throws from every angle, God sends. You can rely upon him for a couple of exciting red zone fourth quarter attempted comebacks during the year um he's got them to a couple of playoff games but hasn't done anything with it and maybe again if you're the detroit lions how much are you considering that hard reset button um that big hard reset button new coach new gm new qb all across the board um i think i think it's certainly something to consider or at least consider drafting a quarterback high uh, and having stafford there as a bridge for a year or two in terms of the game um the Vikings have been my disappointment of the season, to be honest. The Vikings and the Raiders, two teams I actually thought were going to be contenders, uh, definitely make the playoffs. Um, they've they've um, uh, won a practice. Uh, <laughs> well, we tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive, uh, and they've certainly deceived uh, me and many fans this season. Vikings to win. I thought someone's car was going off there for a second. However, uh, look... Lads, um, they've the Vikings have deceived everybody this year. Dalvin Cook, while not the leader in a sense, has had a superb season. He's not playing today because I think his dad has passed away. Um, the Lions only have five picks in next year's draft. If they lose, they could pick anywhere from three to eight. If they win, they're picking around 13th. The Lions are losing this game. There is no chance the Lions are winning this game. No chance whatsoever. And that's so you know, so you know exactly what's going to happen. The Lions will win and screw it all up. No, no chance. Um, I don't think win because the Vikings will play better than me. Go on. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it really is the epitome of a toilet bowl game. <laughs> uh, Dolphins, Bills, um, another week towards Tampa for Buffalo, Colin, after a superb performance on Monday Night Football. Yeah, they were brilliant, obviously, uh, against uh, the, the Patriots. This is a, a really intriguing game, right? Because the, the Dolphins had to bring in Fitzpatrick last week to win, right? If two had stayed in, they're not winning that game. 
but they don't have Fitzpatrick this week because of COVID. So it all is on to it, which in ways for the Dolphins is a good thing because now they get to see whether he can live up to it. And they have the number three pick, courtesy um, of Houston. Uh, by the way, can we talk about what a job Brian Flores has done? Lots of teams would complain and wow 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 i lost my two tackles he got a he got a pick out of tunsil and he managed to get rid of Joanne james's contract hello denver how's it going um so two two tackles lost and they're still better than where they were for them today i think if they're to have any chance it's a case of the ggs gaskin and uh Gusecki. um i think though the Bills are going to have too much. The interesting question probably around the Bills for me is, um, and again, it won't happen because the league is so focused on quarterbacks, but should Stefan Diggs be in the MVP talk? I mean, he he has had a, a monstrous season. He has been really good. He's transformed that franchise. And uh, would Josh Allen be the player that, that he has been this year without Diggs? Diggs has taken them to the next level. He has made them such a, a difficult team. And he's done it against really good defences. The Steelers couldn't handle him. Um, and I think even though um, the Dolphins are good again in the air, you saw what he did to them in week uh, I think two, uh, I would expect another big performance uh, from him today. The Bills also had their running game improve in the kind of latter half of the season. I think the Bills will have too much. The Dolphins finish um, at 10 and 6 for me, which is still impressive given where they were when Flores came in. Don't forget, Adam Gase had his hands on that franchise for a time. It always takes time to recover from uh, Adam Gase. Yeah, when you look at those Bills wins, six of the last seven wins, of six of the last seven games, they've won. The manner of the wins, plus 10-point victories, 24 points, plus in eight games in a row. The Fitzpatrick thing is really intriguing. I actually think he would have started. I think they would have just, you know, because of the normality of the game, it would have been too much for Tua, and they would have went with Fitzpatrick. But with Tua playing, and the Bills having to win, albeit it looks like Steelers are resting up as well, they still have to win to cement that number two seed. I think the Bills will win. And that then when Torm would put the Colts in the playoffs. So that's how I say play now. And that's why things the Bills to win the game for me. Oh Michael, now it gets really exciting. We get to the playoff permutation party. Yeah. <laughs> this is techno music needs to play in. Because oh you've got <laughs> This, this is where we can start getting exciting. Both teams have something on the line. The playoffs uh, are going mad. Every single play in this game counts for Miami. Um, and my God, Colm's right. Brian Flores has done a job there, um, not only just in terms of reshaping the franchise, but just on defense alone. Like last season, they were dead last in scoring defense and points allowed per game. This season, first. You know, that's a turnaround. That's a defensive coach coming in and making a difference. Again, sorry, Broncos fans about that one. But um, Vic Fangio hasn't done that for you. Um, but anyway, um, the point being here is that Miami have so much more to lose. This is totally win and you're in. It's simple for them. Otherwise, again, they need a lot of help. Um, well, they don't need a lot of help. They need one of three teams to slip up. Unfortunately, I don't see the Colts slipping up. Um and I don't see the Titans slipping up. So probably they're relying on the Browns not getting there against the Steelers. 
to still get into the playoffs if they don't win this game. I actually think Flores has them so well drilled and Buffalo still on such an emotional high after having 25,000 people welcome them back after, you know, not only sealing the deal in terms of the FCEs, but now destroying the hated Patriots in a pretty dominant Monday night game. I see them having a, a trap game. I see the Dolphins somehow winning this um, because they need to win this. And they're going to be one of the teams that go 11-5 and five, and they will make the playoffs by winning it. And just before I get off this, Colin's point about Stefan Diggs and about MVP, I'd love to have an, a wide receiver and an MVP conversation. The problem is no wide receiver has ever won the MVP. Not Jerry Rice at his peak, not Calvin Johnson with 1,900 yards, uh, never. So unfortunately, it ain't happening on a, a good season, but not a, a, an unbelievable season by Diggs. Um, Mark, sorry about the music there. I was two years old when that song came out, so I wasn't sure what you were doing there for a second. Um, it's a very important point at the bottom there. Obviously, we know the Bills have already clinched the AFC East, but um, obviously depending on their position, two, two seed, three seed. Look, <laughs> the Ravens are not losing. The Browns are certainly not losing, and the Colts are not losing to the Jaguars. The Dolphins are done because the Bills are going to win this game. Um, they're unbelievable. They're going to the AFC Championship game. And if you look behind me up here, what does it say? Colin, what does it say? I can't see. George Allen MVP. MVP. Solidifying that performance today. Uh, the Bills win by 10 to 14 points. And to be fair to Miami, great season, but yeah, not good enough. You're going to be sitting like all your Broncos fans, all your Jaguars fans next week doing nada. Ravens, Bengals. Uh, Colin, do you think the Bengals will fight for victory today? or I, I, no, The Bengals have really shown up. I, I talked last week about how they were playing for Zach Taylor, um, but their, their issue is they're about to run into a, a juggernaut. The Ravens have found um, their form at the right time. Uh, the Giants... W- usually pretty good against the, the run, got stomped on last week. The the Ravens just have runners coming from all angles. Um Gus Edwards um is going to to play today. That's a you know so they, I, I just think they, they will have um too much and um they still they still need the win. Um so I, I think that they will get it. Um the the Bengals um they, they beat the, the Texans but the Texans along with the Jacks they're just so bad um defensively um the Ravens also um they they sacked uh, Brandon Allen um seven seven times um last uh, or they sorry they sacked Burroughs seven times the last time these oh, no. teams played um Brandon Allen played well last week against the Texans but it was I mean that's like junior B um you know um <laughs> rather than senior hurling so uh he's going to have a, a tough afternoon um I expect the Bengals to to put in a performance because they've been gritty and tough all year in, in fairness to them but they're just not going to have enough for for this Ravens uh, team the, the Ravens have to win and they will win the Ravens uh, offense 170 plus yards rushing uh, average per season for the past two years the first team to do it since the 83 and 84 Bears they're going to run all over these Bengals I look for a spark and how the Bengals can win the game. And I see he scored over 20 points in two games, the last two games. But before that, he hadn't done it for seven games. The Ravens' defense is still solid. 
the Ravens. If you look last year's game, um, Lamar will be sitting on the sideline with his sunglasses on come the end of the third quarter. The Ravens are going to destroy them. I think this is an absolute, you know, 40, 40 plus point score game. So um, Lamar is 92 rushing yards away from being the first QB with a 1,000 rushing yard season, which would be a, a unique achievement, shall we say. And I think uh, that might be an interesting side bet to have on. Um, positivity. We all wrote, wrote off the Bengals a few weeks ago when they upset the, the Steelers. So we were kind of pretty dismissive on it in our MF show, and they, they showed it all there. And one of our Twitter followers actually wrote, wrote in with an amazing stat that in when the Bengals have had a losing record, they've actually won 12 of their last 12 Week 17 games and 16 of their last 17 Week 17 games. So, you know, I think he posted with a, you know, send them home happy kind of message. So the Bengals are, are good in Week 17 if you're looking for something. I mean, I, I'm thinking of, guys, I'm thinking of, like, the Colts fans and the Dolphins fans and everyone of the other teams there that wants the Ravens to lose as well to help their playoff hopes. So people want straws to clutch onto. There's a straw. There's a life raft in the storm um, for you. Unfortunately, I can't disagree. I do think the Ravens have started getting their mojo back on offense. They will bring the storm and they will blow over the straw house that the Bengals are made of. Look. <laughs> I can't say it. I don't want. I don't want to offend anybody on on, on either side of, the, of each team here. Uh, this is like for Mama Hurling going up against Limerick. You know, this will be a cricket score once. <laughs> like I, I like the Bengals. I, I really. Do. I think they're going to have a very good season next season. But in reality of today, the Ravens need to win this game. The Ravens will win this game. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews starting to turn it on a bit in the offense. Non-contest over by the second quarter. Sorry. See you next year. Um, now here is the juggernaut. Here we go. It is the most overrated team in the NFL going up against the Chicago Bears. I'm only joking. Colin. I'm only joking. There's a lot of Packers fans here. We love every fan. I'm just really jealous, Colin, that my team's not 12 and fleet. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Huge game. Huge game. Bears win. They're in. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is a huge game. Um, I, I talk about a huge game in week 17, the NFL's oldest rivalry. And um, it's it's certainly tasty because um, the there's been some talk uh, this week, um, as we know, um, Mr. Mr. MVP, Aaron Rodgers, likes to go on the Pat McAfee show, and he was saying how much he enjoys playing in Chicago because he has had so much success there. Um, and the the Bears, predictably and understandably, uh, responded to that. So I, I would expect this to, to get pretty tasty uh, at, at times. There are guys there with the, the Bears who, on their defensive side of the ball, who... Um, you know, we we saw Danny Trevathan in uh, in Denver. He um, he is a bad man, and I don't know if I'd want to make Danny mad. Uh, so, good luck to you, Aaron. You are a fantastic player. You are the MVP of this season, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And with like that connection with Adams is just unbelievable. The Bears have to have to stop that. They also have to stop the the run game. Um, Matt Lafleur called it a playoff game, so you expect the Packers to take it seriously. They need to win to get the bye. The Bears have been really good of, of late, all kind of built on um, David Montgomery 
and his running prowess has allowed Mitch Trubisky to to be, um, uh, you know, um, um, like do a job for them. Um, it, it's interesting because the Packers should win this game. Um, but should win the game and will win the game in the NFL are two very, very different things. Um, the the Bears have two paths to the playoffs, though, because if, if they win, obviously they're there. But um, they could also um, see the, the cards lose. Um, and um, I I just, I don't, I, 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 I my head says that the, the Packers should this, but something tells me that the Bears might have something um, and they could <clears throat> end up going to eight and eight. I'm going to say the Bears just because of the way this season has gone. I, I I expect the the Packers, but I'm going to go against expectations and go with the Bears. Colin, you surprised me. <laughs> you know, I've been harping on for weeks about how Mr. Bitsy gets so much stick, especially earlier in the season. But since he's come back in, they scored 28 plus points in four or five of the games he played. The offense, yeah, has been led by Singletary, but Robinson stepped up. Jimmy Graham, who everybody thought was finished after the, his year in the Green Bay. He's catching touchdowns and he seems to be making space for himself. The other tight end that they brought in the second round is stepping up. Yeah, Rogers, 40 plus touchdowns this year, five only five interceptions. He's getting all the stats. He's like the MVP. They really do need to win the game. But yeah, this is the game that I look at as a neutral is the one that excites me the most for the season. And uh, I have a sneaking feeling as well. I just think the Bears are on a roll and they're going to somehow put it off and get into the playoffs. Wow, that's two votes for the Bears, which is probably two more than they would have expected about six weeks ago in the season, to be honest. Um, the funny thing for me on this is, and sorry, you know, when we did the Miami-Buffalo game, I was going a little bit um, fluer out of Pitch Perfect 2, just went a little bit crazy there. But, but there's another star of Pitch Perfect 2 who won't be taking part in the playoffs this season, um, David Bakhtiari who had a cameo along with Clay Matthews and everything in that, that movie, um, he's out for the season. And that's not only their starting left guard, I mean, left tackle, that, that is their all pro. This is one of the key pieces of that very strong offensive line that's been bashing holes for the running game for Aaron Jones and keeping Aaron Rodgers extremely clean. Um, you know, Packers fans are probably as annoying as Patriots fans at times because Patriots fans and Packers fans like to say it's all about their quarterback, all about the quarterback. If everything goes right, it's all Tom Brady. It's all Aaron Rodgers back in the day when we had Tom Brady. Um, when things go wrong, it's everyone else's fault. But Packers fans must respect the fact that, you know, Rodgers this season has had about 55% of his throws to an open receiver had more than three-plus yards of separation. That's because he's got Devontae Adams. That's also because he's getting time in the pocket and his offensive line is buying him that time. He's only got a pressure rate of about 16.6%, the lowest in the NFL this entire season. I'm not trying to say the Packers are doomed in any way, shape or form, but losing a key piece like that along the O-line is vitally important going into the playoffs and is a point of concern. And of course, if it all goes wrong now, again, for the Packers, who have not been to a championship game since 2010, then um, it will be all the offensive lines fault and Aaron Rodgers will be perfect and everyone needs to just understand him better. Um, 
That all being said, the Bears have been, oh, my God. I mean, we talk about Jekyll and Hyde. They've just been unbelievable, really. The, the strange run to begin the season, the six win losses in the middle of the season, and now the renaissance, if you like, with 30-plus um, uh, points per game for the first time since 85 in five straight games. Trubitsky uh, and, uh, uh, and Montgomery doing the business on the offensive side. I'm going to throw it in there as well. Bears will get more pressure on Rodgers. Um, the only two losses he's had, strangely enough, obviously have been with a lot more pressure on him. Somehow, some way, the Pack are going to screw up the first seed and the Bears are going to get in by winning tonight. Um, right. <laughs> I sat watching Sunday Night Football last week and there was four occasions where Plays happened that shouldn't have happened or should have been called back. Now, granted, they weren't Green Bay's fault, but Green Bay went the whole game last week without any penalties called. Um, and that infuriated me because Tennessee are a far better team than that. Uh, the, the Packers beating the Titans 40-14 to and someone to talk on Twitter, albeit great, great, great interaction with uh, Cheeseheads on Twitter. Um, you would think this team is... The Invincibles from 2004 of Arsenal or the Dublin GEA team, you, you would think they're that good. But Mark got it spot on. You know, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers was, one of, was wondering? Step up and do it. Um, if they lose today, they're a complete disaster as far as I'm concerned because the way that Rodgers has been painted this season, MVP candidate, blah, blah, it's the same stuff every year. But it really only starts next week and the week after that. Um, I think the Bears will win this game. I really do. I think Trubisky will have a day for the first time ever in a long, long time. Uh, it's snowing in Chicago. I wonder will Chicago, if the snow keeps going, I wonder if Chicago will blatantly do what the Green Bay done against uh, Tennessee last week and actually just let it snow and see what happens. And let's see. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Bears to win this game. I think it's a house on the Bears. Eh? I never house on the Bears. What do you have to run? Will Cobb happen in overtime, Brian? The, uh, the championship game, is it? No, I think it was not week 17, like five, six years ago. So oh, the Bears course, had yeah. to win, wasn't it? Yeah, to get to the playoffs and Cobb beat them in the last second. It would be yeah. exciting to see something like that, wouldn't it? The other way around today, I think, in that sense. Mark, do you want to go quickly, man? Because we've seven more no, games. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, look, the, the Packers do hate the Bears. I mean, the, you said it's the most story rivalry in. I mean, they're not going to walk over and not going to let it go. They have a lot to lose. I mean, they've got number one seat. They've their bye week on the line as well. So they're definitely going to be going for it. And I actually can't believe we've done a full house on the Bears in so many ways because all logic does dictate the Packers should do it. They have had a great season. They have got great players and stuff. I don't want people to feel like we're picking on the poor misfortunate Packers who happen to be on another fantastic season. But, Michael, as you said, like it's going to be about the playoffs. And this week depends and infects what their pathway is going to be like. Uh, and then, indeed, you know, do the business then, Aaron. Let's let's see it. Let's so, see it. Uh, and yeah, and the referee sorry, just, is on yeah, go on ahead, go on ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm just shocked we've done a full house on the Bears. I mean, of all the procrastinations we've done, that must be the most shocking of the year. But, hey, Week 17 comes with its own shocks. So, there you go. M Michael, sorry, quickly, you're talking about the interaction with the Cheeseheads. I can guarantee if the Packers win tonight, there'll be a lot of interaction with the Cheeseheads because we'll all be getting it. It'll be rammed down our throat for him and ever, you know. It's just it's nothing to do with the Packers. I I said I look Aaron Rodgers is my MVP of the season. I him and Adams have just been incredible. Their running game is great. But we, one of the reasons I love the game is that the unexpected can happen. 
hell of a catch can happen. Like the 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 this is a, this is constantly throws things up. Um, you know the the Hale Murray. The you know look look go, you can go right back throughout the history of the game. Sometimes the better team doesn't win and the Packers are the better team that doesn't necessarily mean that they get the win tonight the bay like they know they're in the playoffs right even if the bye week is on the line the Bears like for them to get the opportunity to get to the playoffs that is a huge incentive I just think appetite means a lot I think therefore that that's why um I think the four of us have probably gone for them and just finally, we've got, we've got seven more games to preview here. Oh. <laughs> Craig, Craig Wolstad is a referee. The Packers have actually lost games before with him as a referee, so I feel more settled going into this game. Any Steelers. look at there. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers, Browns, Colin, a huge game for the Steelers. Not massive game for the Browns. Yeah, um, talk about teams that don't like each other. Um, big Ben had a, a big game last week, but he is not playing because it's Mason Rudolph. And uh, Miles, the, the Browns have decided to name Miles Garrett as a captain this week. Uh, I want, wonder if there's anything, you know, any special reason they might have just thought that this would be the week they'd do that after the Steelers announced who the quarterback was. Uh, just a little bit of history between those two players um, that viewers may or may not be aware of. Um, the, the Steelers seem to be sitting quite a few, um, be it they've chosen to do that or they have some players um, who've um, gone on the COVID list. Um, the Browns also have um, their own COVID issues ongoing again, um, though they should have their receiving core back. Um, you Look, the the, the the Browns are the Browns. They're 18 years without the, the playoffs. They should have had this wrapped up last week against the Jets, but they did Browns thing. They they ran the ball 15 times last week, um, or, or they're about certainly their, their, their top two running backs got 15 carries. Like, what are you doing against the, the Jets? Just ridiculous sorts of stuff. So um, while I do think the, the Browns should win this and they have more incentive to go and win this and the Steelers have, have a bunch of people missing, would, would anyone bet on the, the Browns finding a way to make a mess of this? Um, they, are, they are the spursiest team uh, in the NFL and they just find new ways to 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 mess things up um i would love to see the browns do it i i don't think any fan base should have to go 18 years um without seeing your team in in the playoffs and given that you know they have um a really good um running back duo given that they have um a, a good um quarterback in baker bayfield I would like to see them um, win this game, but I, while my head says the Browns should win it, should get there, something says they're just going to make a mess of this. Um, I would, I, I'm going to go with them because I want them to to be there, but it has a huge asterisk next to it. Yeah, it's it's funny, Colin. Um, whereas the last game we looked at. Packers Bears equally, you know, passionate fan bases, passionate franchises who don't like each other very much. You don't feel like 
you know, something's going to go wrong, that the Packers are going to be incompetent um, in any way, shape, or form in that game. The possibility, the Bears maybe, uh, to be fair. The Browns, in fairness, there is that risk that they are just going to be, frankly, incompetent. They're going to be incapable. They're going to be uh, uh, abysmal. They've done it a few times this season already, the 38-6 loss earlier in the season, um, uh, absolute whooping by the, the Ravens. And then they've played some great games, even in loss, that, that amazing Monday night football game against the Ravens in their second meeting, for example. So they are very capable. As you alluded to, we're going back to the same protagonists involved in the helmet swing last season, which is an amazing subplot in relation to this game. Um, but this is just a game dripping in subplot with the, the histories of these two franchises anyway. Um, you can think about it. For me, this is... Like, name the Shakespeare tragedy, Othello, Macbeth, you know, Romeo and Juliet. At the end of the day, they both hate each other and people end up dying. Uh, it's Capulets versus Montague. It will all be out there. And um, Steelers might hate the Ravens a little bit more, actually. That's the only thing. But they will not want to see the Browns make the playoffs and they will do everything to stop them. Like you, I am, and I don't want to be on the fence on it, but I'm exactly the same mindset. The Browns need to win. The Browns should win. The Browns, yes, they've got trouble at running back, but they do have Ty Montgomery, who slots in from wide receiver, like he used to do with the Packers. And he's had over 100-yard rushing games. So it's not like the other week when they had bigger issues in terms of losing their wide receiver core. So with that all being said, I feel the Browns should do it, but they could still throw it all away. Brian, welcome back. Sorry, guys, my, my laptop just had a bit of a moment to realise the Browns are going to go to playoffs. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've touched on it, you're touching on uh, certain things around been so long since the Browns made the playoffs, but it's actually 12, year, 12 years since they actually won a Week 17 game, <laughs> which is another one they need to overcome. And it's 12 defeats in a row against the Steelers, which they need to overcome. This game is riddled with COVID, both on the Steelers and on the Browns side. But um, I still think the Browns will win the game because of Steelers are completely resting up. They haven't had a boy week properly since week four because of everything that went on with the Tennessee game. So they're looking at it purely as the point of view of likelihood. As the Bills will win, let's rest up. The Browns will win for me. Yeah. Well, talking obviously about your but your issues getting online there. The last time the Browns got to the playoffs, uh, Wi-Fi wasn't really a common thing. So <laughs> welcome in. Um, look, the last time the Browns got to the playoffs, I was still in primary school or national school watching the World Cup in 2002. You know, and look at me now with a balding head and a beard. I think that sums it up for a lot of people. Um, I think it's a very interesting concept because there's a lot of issues at the minute in Cleveland with COVID in this team. I think at least one staff member has tested positive. You have to argue that based upon different teams getting shafted in different divisions, why is this game taking place today? Why not move it to Monday night for a bit of crack? Um, it would at least do it for us in that sense. But look, I think the Browns will win this game. I don't think Mason Rudolph. I don't think Mason Rudolph will win the game for the Steelers over the four quarters involved. I think Baker Mayfield will do the business, and I think it's going to be a huge night in Cleveland tonight. They're going to absolutely destroy the place because for the first time since two thousand and two, um, they're going to the playoffs. And fair play to Cleveland if they do it. Also, the Steelers, big bench be playing this game. Sorry, Brian. Sorry, just to let you know, it, it, during the night it's been confirmed that uh, the entire Brown secondary has been moved up because of COVID. But uh, to the point, can Mason Rudolph take advantage of it? Probably not. I don't think he's good enough. Michael, uh, just one thing, though. 
you may recall him, as you said, you were a young man at the time, but uh, do you recall what happened with the Browns the last time they actually made the playoffs? One and done? Well, it wasn't even just one and done. It was they ran into the Steelers and Tommy Maddox, um, who led an amazing comeback with uh, uh, basically in the fourth quarter, but three touchdowns to blitz them in the end. So, uh, you know, the Steelers have form on upsetting the Browns when it gets to this pointy end of the season. It's that beautiful part of the season. I, I'm conscious we still have boys. We still have six games to go through here. So let's try. Oh, they're all important games as well. Right, let's try and run through this. I don't think this is going to be a hard one to run through. Colin, Titans, Texans. Surely a Titans win, yeah? Big game for Tennessee. Obviously, they have to win. Um, yeah, after getting stomped last week, and look, there were there were reasons for it, but um, the Texans are the ultimate one-man team. I mean, when J.J. Watt has to come out and all but admit that, that the rest of the team just haven't shown up, it has been Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, um, they shouldn't be putting a statue outside the, the stadium. He has carried that franchise He's had a career year despite everything that has gone on around him. They have robbed him of weapons. They've 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 hung him out to dry in terms of trying to protect him. He has been running for his life and he's still been throwing touchdowns. He is absolutely phenomenal. He deserves a whole lot more than what he has there at the moment. He'll have another great game and the Texans will still lose. They still lose because of King Henry. So he didn't get an opportunity to play properly last week because as Michael alluded to, Green Bay were very... Uh, cautious and leaving that snow on the field, but there'll be no snow here in Texas in Texas Stadium tonight. Two hundred plus yard games against the Texans the last two, two times they played. They can't they can't manage them. Uh, Tannehill has always rebounded off a poor poor performance. It's four and when he's come back off performance where he's hundred yards or less in terms of throwing. So uh, for me, Titans win, win the division. Coast will make it because of Miami because Miami will lose. Um, we just finished on the Steelers game. The first time that Mason Rudolph throws over 254 yards will be the first time that he ever throws over 254 yards in an NFL game. He's never thrown more than that, um, even though he stepped in a few times in relief. We used to think Ryan Tannehill was that type of a quarterback, that he can't get you there with his arm. This season, he's proved a number of doubters wrong. He's great weapons in Tennessee and wide receivers, and of course he does have... If you're looking for an off-the-ball MVP candidate, well, Derek King-Henry, um, who is uh, comfortably, for me, the best running back in the NFL. Yes, he's not as exciting about catching the ball out of the backfield, but my God, he just keeps plowing through. And when he gets to that fourth quarter, you don't want any other running back in there other than that man. Um, fully agree, Texans are severely disappointing this season. They've let down themselves. They've let down their fans. They've let down some of their key players like Watt, like Watson of just failing to put a viable product, a viable coaching staff around them. Um, Titans need it. They need it for the AFC South. But once they win, they win the division. Doesn't matter what the Colts do. So um, for me, Titans will win this, win this comfortably and uh, onto the offseason, the intrigue to occur. And of course, the Texans give their first round pick to the Dolphins anyway. So um uh, the Dolphins win again. What a difference time can make. I met a lot of Texans fans at Wembley last year. Great people. Um, really enjoyable people as well. Great crack with, down in Texas. Uh, very disappointing season for the Texans. Big letdown, especially in certain games against the Bengals for a start letting 37 points in against the Bengals. But it just hasn't worked for them this year. I think the Titans will win this game comfortably. All being said, it's been great to interact with Texans fans uh, across Ireland, the UK and Europe. And I think they could be in for an interesting season next year if they 
work out a few things. Great to see JJ Watt take ownership last week as well. Um, but the Titans will win this game comfortably. Uh, Saints, Panthers, 11-4 at the Panthers column. Another one where you, you would think, um, you know, surely the team with the higher record will, will get the win here. Yeah, but the entire Saints back room, or running back uh, room is is out, uh, including the, the coach uh, due to COVID and COVID protocols. Um, so they that's that's the issue that the Saints have. And um, Drew Brees didn't have a great game against the, the Vikings. I mean, that was all about um, Alvin Kamara. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do um, in, in that instance and which Panthers team shows up. Is it the the Panthers that made Drew Locke look um, like some sort of combination between Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, and Tom Brady, um, or will will it be the Panthers um, who you know like shut down um, Aaron Rodgers to to a large extent, and um, well you know shutting down the Washington um, quarterback situation isn't quite the same, but they. Um, they absolutely they well I guess they ended um, Dwayne Haskins' career in Washington certainly. Um, so I, the the issue though for the Panthers is that they can't seem to protect Teddy B. Um, he does seem to want a little bit too much time. The Saints are good at getting um, to the to the QB as well. I the Panthers don't need to win, but then they didn't need to win last week and, and they still did. I do think the Saints will have enough even um, without that running back room. So I reckon that they they go to 12-4 and four to finish the season. But the, the Panthers will play tough again. The Panthers are playing tough and they won last week because they've got a very good coach in Matt Rule who's despite the record, is getting performances out of them. Even, as you said, two weeks ago with Green Bay, they put up a good performance. Yeah, you looked at the, you looked at the Saints' offense over the past few weeks, you know, very kind of up and down. We touched on it before last week's game that they needed to get the run game back up and running. Well, they did that. They got six touchdowns out of Kamara, more than you expect out of any running back. But they're all gone. There's no one there tonight. You know, there's even speculation that Taysom Hill would have to play running back. And... I just thought makes that makes them one dimensional and I think the Panthers defense will be able to hold them check. I'm actually gonna go with the shock here. I'm gonna pick the Panthers to win. So well as I'm picking the Bears to win, I still think the Packers will hold on to the number one seed because the Saints won't do what they have to do. Um I think the Panthers will win. Yeah, um when we recall for over an hour, my mind starts to go crazy. So actually when I was saying about the Browns running backs being shut down, I meant the Saints running backs being shut down. And my point about Ty Montgomery applies here. Um they will convert him and use him and as Brian says, maybe Tayson Hill Hill as well. Biggest story long term is you know, Kamara had a positive COVID test, along with Devin White of the Bucks with a positive COVID test. The NFL protocols are they must stay out for 10 days altogether. So if the wild card game falls on a Saturday next week, if the NFL sticks strictly to its protocol, depending on clarification on exactly when they were tested and the positive test was was um, found, which you know might be blurred, I'm not suggesting nefarious behavior, but it could be blurred. Technically speaking, if the Saints or the Bucks are playing on Saturday, the current thinking will be is neither Kamara nor Devin White can play in that game. Um, you know, we'll see how that pans out next week, but that that's certainly going to be a matter of intrigue, I would say, as to whether the rules get bent or they both suddenly miraculously end up being played on Sunday. We, we will see. Um, 
for me, I, yes, the Saints will be limited in relation to the scenario with the running backs, but Sean Payton has enough packages in his arsenal. The Panthers have played so tough all season, um, but the Saints have something to play for again, um, the potential uh, at least of their, their seeding improving. Um, Saints will still win it. Yeah, spot on. Like at the end of the day, the Saints have something to play for. The Panthers don't. Uh, if there is situations next week, they have to play by the rules. Like every other team has, certain teams don't have a quarterback in games. So it is what it is. They haven't got running backs today. Won't be an issue. Ty Montgomery and Taysom Hill are going to uh, slot in. They'll probably get a couple of touchdowns each. Boys won't be an issue. The Panthers, for me, will lose. Uh, and the Saints will march on to another victory. Uh, fair play to them. Right. We have a few games left. We're going to look at the NFC West first. Cardinals 8-7, and seven, Rams 9-6. and six. What an absolute doozy of a game, gentlemen. Colm, uh, quick as you can, man. What's your thoughts on this game? Who's going to win and why? A huge game. Huge game. Winner winner goes to the playoffs. Um, and But two teams who are... You know, have hit the the skids at the wrong time. Um, the the Forty Niners, um, with all of their injuries, they like absolutely beat up, bullied um, the Cardinals last uh, week. Murray really struggled. Um, he was sacked three times. They just couldn't get anything going. Um, the the Rams um, offensively. <laughs> Goff being out might be a blessing in disguise, uh, right? Even though um, Wolford um, has uh, like the the great unknown, but certainly Goff was not doing anything this season. Um, for the for the cards, um, Larry Fitz's first NFL catch was against the Rams sixteen odd years ago, um, but he's not going to play. It, it it seems like, and, and Christian Kirk is also out. Um, so you're 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 they're down weapons. Um, they have Vance Joseph coaching that defense. Um, they struggle against the run. Cam Akers looks like he's going to be back. I think the the Rams and Sean McVay and their know-how will have enough to see them win this and get through to the playoffs. Yeah, well, you alluded to the unknown factor of having John Welford as quarterback. They also don't have a cup wide receiver, the main running receiver. He's out, so he doesn't even have a go-to guy who could stretch the field to a certain extent. I'd rather still have Goff in that situation come week 17 against the Cards. You know, McVay has the Cards number, but I think that number ends this evening. The Cards haven't won a game in the, on week 17 since 1998, and they haven't been in the playoffs since 2015. I see that streak ending tonight. I'm going to pick the Cards to win. Cards are a very simple position. You know, if they get out, they're out. Um, the, you know, unlike some other teams in this situation where they've got multiple options, like Bears fans, of course, you're going to be screaming on the Los Angeles Rams in this game because it doesn't matter what you do against the pack, but if the Rams beat the cards, the Bears obviously get in. Um, the cards, you know, the cards and the Rams must be looking at this season and wondering how the hell did we end up here? You know, they, they've both had some great seasons. They've had some inexplicable and excusable losses that have, I mean... Jesus Christ, the Cardinals lost to the Patriots, of all people. Um, and the Rams obviously losing to the Jets. I'm not sure which is worse. Um, but the the reality is um, the Rams in particular must be looking at it. Going into Week 16, 96.6% chance of making the playoffs. Losing Week 16, lose today, and the Bears win, and they are out. Um, that would be 
monumentally um, uh, a surprise and, and obviously a huge impact on their whole franchise. I have said for many weeks, do it for Larry. Get Larry Fitzgerald back to the playoffs for the end of his career. He deserves it. He has still the greatest wide receiver um, um, season, postseason in all of history, as far as I'm concerned. Cool. Excuse me, Kurt Warner and the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Um, I want to see him back there. He's still got more tackles than drops. The man is a legend. He is legend, Larry. So for me, for him, for Kyler, for Cliff, Cardinals to win. The last time that the Rams played the Cardinals was at the start of December. The Rams won 38 to 28. 38 points. That is so misleading because Goff only had one passing touchdown in that game. The rest of them were all rushing. To be fair, one of them was from Goff. The reality is they're playing today with a quarterback that's never taken a snap in the NFL. Um, albeit he is six foot one, he's got Sean McVay there. Uh, but the reality is for me, I think the Rams will not win this game. They still have a chance uh, of getting to the playoffs if the Green Bay beat Chicago. So they still have a chance, but I think it's going to be too late for them. And it remains to be seen if they do get through, if Goff will be ready for uh, next week spoiler alert he won't uh, we, we will come back to that after seahawks uh 49ers uh i think we can run through this boys i mean in the sense that the 49ers are not on the play for do we think seahawks make the playoffs colin um they don't have anything to play off to play for but george kittle came back so they've decided they have something to to play for and boy he looked up for it last week um the that uh, defensively they were really good. Um, Seahawks are going to be up against it. Um, I would uh, I would expect you to see Russell Wilson scramble quite a bit. The only bit of success that the Cards had last week was when Murray actually scrambled. Um, I, I I I imagine the Seahawks found a way against a very good Rams defense. Um, they probably will will win this today just because of the the way the 49ers season has played out but with between um the between what the they've done there um at san francisco given the injuries they've had um on on the offense and defensive side of the ball it it's been Im impressive they would love to finish it off obviously by beating um pete carroll beating the seahawks i mean these were ding dong divisional battles uh, for a long time the seahawks i think though will um will win this one uh today yeah, it's not about the Seattle offense for me and Russell Wilson. It's the re-energized Seattle defense. Six games in a row where they've held teams to under 20 points, you know, against a Rams team that can be quite explosive when they want to be. And uh, I can see them doing the same to this San Francisco team. Um, albeit they had a good game last week against the Cards. I think it was more of a letdown for the Cards than, than the Niners playing out of their skins. Interesting enough, Seattle have gone to the Super Bowl the last, last two times. They've had 11-plus win seasons. So they're certainly... Mark went into a dark or a, you know a team in outside of the the main ones a couple of weeks back. Certainly see Seattle in that position, dark horse for the for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, Seahawks to win, and uh, then we'll see what happens with the permutation in terms of whether they get the number one seed. Yeah, sorry to my friends in SC, Seahawks to win. That was a quick that was a quick fleeing out there, Mark. Uh, yeah, Seahawks will win this game, no issue whatsoever. Um, and then it comes down to the main one. We've got the NFC East boys. We're going to do this one by one, or what we're going to do together. Combine them we'll together. Do. Let me just together. let me just say this right, and then we'll get each person's opinion because we've got about five or six minutes. The first game is the Cowboys at the Giants, six and nine, five and ten. 
wow, these two teams have a chance. And the second game is Sunday night. So it, it, it all goes down to this. And the rule basically is, Colin, correct me if I'm wrong, if Washington wins, they're through. The Eagles haven't got a chance, but then the Cowboys and the Giants still have a chance. So, Colin, we go down to Sunday night football regardless. Um, who is winning the NFC East, Colin, and why? And if you, if you even want to say who's going to win each matchup today as well. Um, well, I, I... What a... What a... Like... What a way to end it, uh, you know, with with three teams still in it somehow, uh, looking at all of them kind of going, how do they win this game? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear how Brian um, sees the, the Giants uh, doing. Um, you know the the issue for for the Giants is is just trying to get things going defensively or offensively. Um, Jones has been sacked twelve times in the past two games. Like that, that is some that I don't even know where to begin on that. And and Dalton looking better with with the with the Cowboys, but still, w- would you trust the Cowboys? Would you trust any team in this? Um, for me, I think it's going to be um, Alex Smith is is. Um, supposed to start i imagine they'll look to wheel him out there if necessary um i think that um washington um will probably win this uh and and go to the playoffs so they they win the division um chase young probably gets defensive rookie of the year um alex smith probably gets comeback player of the year and um Riverboat Ron could potentially be in the conversation uh, for coach of the year. Uh, I, they they will fall over the line and yet they will have four wonderful things happen to them, I, I think. Um, I say that, but without any real conviction, I um, I, I this division is anything could happen. I think Mark has lost interest in this division, so he's, he's headed off. And to discuss those 12 sacks, Colin, the reason for it is he's just not fit. You know, he just hasn't He's come back from the injury, playing with the hamstring injury, then playing with an ankle strain. He looked better last week against Baltimore. Obviously, we didn't play that well. But in terms of him throwing the ball and making making the plays, he looked better. But there was no run pass options. And this week during the press conference, he alluded to, you know, it doesn't look like he'd be able to do anything of the sort this week. Now, I don't know whether that's a bit tongue-in-cheek and the Giants are going to play in a game there to make it look like, you know, he will not be in a position to run the ball. So we could see that it's just not the case tonight and he will be running the ball. Without Daniel Jones and the run pass option being available to the Giants, the offense just doesn't do anything. They haven't scored over 20 points for five games in a row. Then you've got Dallas, who've scored over 30 points in three games in a row. And Dalton seems to be betting in now as a quarterback there. I'm torn because we, we'd lost eight in a row against the Cowboys, sorry, against the Eagles, and we finally broke that duck this season, and we've lost seven in a row against the Cowboys. And I do think the Giants defense, was hasn't been too good the last few weeks since that game in Seattle, I do expect them to play a lot better tonight. But I don't really think it comes down to this game, to be honest, because I agree with you, I think Washington will win. Alex Smith is 4-1 this season when he's played. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're rolling him out. I think he's if he's not ready, They'll go with the they'll go with the rookie because the defense is so strong, and if you look at the Eagles squad for the season, they've literally ruled out half the team. So they've they've given up on the situation. Even Sanders, the main running back, is not likely to play. Who, when they run the ball, can be very effective and allows Hortz to do what he does. So, for me, Cowboys will win, and Washington will win anyway. And Washington will be in the playoffs next week. Yeah. 
the the NFC East is always a funny one. It hasn't had a repeat champion in the division since 2004. Um, and obviously that streak will continue this season as well with the Eagles uh, having won in 2019. Um, it boils down a little bit to Alex Smith and his leg. I mean, when he's been in the lineup, Washington have looked an Im- a far more impressive team. They went on that great run there in the middle of the season with him pulling out some uh, great performances as a quarterback. With it, without him, they are a defense-led team that can't get the the, the business done on offense. Um, I agree with Brian that the Eagles injury list is concerning. If you're an Eagles fan or if you're a Giants or Cowboys fan, in terms of the amount of players that won't play. But this has been such a topsy-turvy season, and I actually have this inkling as I don't I don't know if the team are fully banded behind the dismissal of Dwayne Haskins or what the scenario is. My laptop's rebooting. That was the, the ominous music behind you guys. Um, um, but I wonder if all is well in the state of Washington or the state of Washington, D.C., if you like. Washington's on the West Coast. Um, but, um, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to do it somehow, some way. And I do think that the Giants are going to fall at the final hurdle to the Cowboys, who they've lost seven straight to. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, and what they've done on offense last while has gone a little bit below the radar, but should be acknowledged. And some way, somehow, the Cowboys will make the NFL playoffs this year. I love... And this, this is the last point, boys, because we are going to end on this, right? I love how I get the final word in this. Thank you very much, by the way. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy started 2-7 and seven in Dallas and is on the verge of the playoffs. Uh, they are the best team in that division, which is saying a lot, by a country mile, if you take the form from December until now. Elliot's going for 1,000 yards. Pollard, the backup uh, running back as well, has looked very good over the last few weeks. But more importantly, Andy Dalton is coming into his own at Texas, boy. Um, probably playing in what could be his last game for the Cowboys if they don't get to the playoffs because obviously Dak Prescott could be back but how time can change Dak Prescott obviously going off and nobody knew if he would be back never mind being back next season at all um, I think the Cowboys will have too much for the Giants on the basis that I just think offensively they're going to have too much for them I mean look if the Giants weren't happy there's but I just think they will have too much and I sort of reiterate what Mark said going into this game in Sunday Night Football you know Tomorrow is my last day off work before I go back from Christmas. Um, I am not sitting again and watching a game that's done after the mid of the first quarter. Um, something tells me Alex Smith isn't fully fit and they're going to start him. I really I really think it, boys. I don't know what it is. Obviously, Washington are in a situation. They win, they're in. But if Alex Smith isn't fit, isn't fully fit, and he starts that game... Also, if he doesn't play, how poor did Washington look last week against the Panthers? They couldn't score points. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked all right. So the Eagles definitely have a chance. I'm going to take the Eagles to win the late game. And I'm going to take the Cowboys to win the early game. How about them Cowboys? And yeah, lads, I can't believe we've done 16 games. That's I, hope you're, I, hope you're, I hope you're all wrong. And then MNFR and tomorrow night will be uh, a little bit better. <laughs> M M N F could be overrun by Giants fans or Packers fans, one or the other, certainly. Yeah. 
It'll certainly be interesting because there, there's going to be um, Black Monday is uh, there's there's a lot going to happen. I think so. Um, plenty to a talk lot about. Is going to a lot is going to happen. <laughs> Black Monday, MNF IRE, 9 p.m. live tomorrow night, uh, going through week 17, starting to build up to the wildcard round. Six games next weekend as well. Uh, so many coaches are going to be fired as well. So let's see what happens. Guys, I'll see you then. And for everybody watching, thanks for your support. You can check out our interviews with Jim Kelly, Ryan Leaf um, on our uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook channels. Thank you to Pundit Arena. And enjoy week 17. This is it for nine months. You could have a child in between today and the next proper week of NFL games. Lads, see you later. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. You. Check see out you. the podcast as well. Oh, check out the podcast and how about those Cowboys?